I know what you're thinking. Clearly, you're interested in an episode on the Claire's. So let's dive in. Woohoo! Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. I mean, the psychic Claire's. Ah, yes. Not those ladies or at Claire's. Oh, right. (laughs) Not the teeny boppers at the mall. Oh, that's right. No, these are the uh, senses from your mind. The Claire's is uh, something that I think people get really excited about, especially, you know, clairvoyance is usually the one that I think people think of a lot of, uh, but there's actually more. There's more than just one. Let's get into it. There are four of these that Mm. begin with the word clairs. Why are we calling them the clairs? These are psychic abilities that have been categorized in four main categories. Mm. And the most popular one is clairvoyant. Are you clairvoyant? So the, the way this word is set up is, Claire, which is this idea of, of clarity or clear or, or sort of this ability to intuit or psychically receive, mm. then the sense that you're getting. And so voyance is this French term or Latin term of seeing, like vision, mm. right? And so clairvoyance is this idea of clear seeing or clarity of sight or psychic sight. And so people who have clairvoyance would see something in their mind's eye. And so some people might say that they see the future. They -hmm. would see a car accident happening, uh, you know, before it happens, or they would see lovers kissing under a tree before it happens. Mm -hmm. They may see it as it's happening. They may see the lovers kissing and say, oh, so-and-so's found true love. Like I had said Mm. last week when they came to me and it's happening now, or they may see, you know, a person struggling to breathe and say, oh, that person is having, you know, a medical issue. Now they may see a positive thing or a negative thing, but they may see that thing in their mind's eye and their primary psychic sense is through this like visions that they see in their mind. They may also see the past when they're with a client or with someone, they may primarily see a vision of something. They may hold an object, which is called psychometry, Mm -hmm. and their experience of that object may be through visions, which means they will see a person rather than other senses of, you know, smelling Mm -hmm. their perfume or of like, sensing their emotions they would see the person they'd be like oh i see a woman wearing a pink blouse rose unfolding yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so they might see something specifically and so that is the gift or the psychic uh gift of clairvoyance i see oh you see that (laughs) so ask me questions if this is in my understanding of it do you have other things you've read about clairvoyance that i mean clairvoyance is like it's handy certainly but for me i i personally think probably the most useful claire to develop is claire cognizance because you can see something but unless you really know what it is then it's not going to be as helpful <laughs> sort of what <laughs> well i understand the desire to want to rank these i think it's important 
to understand that all of these are gifts that have their positive and negative. Certainly. If you have claircognizance, you might know something, but then if, you know, and, and many people have many of these mm. in, and they might show up in different ways. I think we're well cautioned to be careful around like, seems like knowing might be better or than seeing or seeing might be better than, but yes, for you, Katie. Yeah. I love how Katie, she's a Virgo, wants <laughs> to know things. <laughs> it's true. Very cute. Uh, so if you knowing things, what would that mean to you? If you had clear, co- so again, clear cognizance is clear knowing cognizance is cognition, mm-hmm. but it's the French word for cognizance. What does that mean? You would, what would happen? I hold the watch and then Mm. what would I experience if I had that psychic gift? Yeah, you might have a sense of knowing that it was stolen, perhaps, you know, maybe this watch does not actually belong to that person, but, but the way they got it was, you know, they purchased it at a pawn shop. So they got it legitimately, but the person who got it previously perhaps didn't. So they may have a sense of knowing that this was stolen, even though sort of like we said last week, there's really no reason that they would know these things. And actually because of that, even even though I was uh, quick to say, perhaps it's a the most helpful Claire, <laughs> I think it, on the flip side could be the least helpful Claire too, depending on how you're reading into it. You know, as soon as you think it's always right, right that's when it starts messing with you. <laughs> right, because we can make up all kinds of stories about that or mm-hmm. if we don't have it, so any of that else to go on, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. So. Another Claire that um, the that is one of the top four mm-hmm. is Claire audience. And that's the idea of clear hearing so audience or audition is from this idea of of hearing Mm. and hearing things so again using the same thing of holding this said pocket watch or this wristwatch right so let's say we're holding a watch and we we're not seeing something or we're not knowing something about it but we can hear something and maybe we hear a woman saying you know for you my darling Mm. we hear her voice or we hear um, for Katie with love, grandpa, we just hear a voice or we hear words, or there's something that is said that needs that we then might repeat to the person mm-hmm. who is, you know, presenting us with this watch and that psychic gift of, you know, Claire audience is often really powerful because the person who is holding the watch may then utter those words to the person that are then, how did you know that? Or maybe it's a nickname, right? Like that no one ever knew, right? Like my little flash dancer. No one ever knew that that's what grandpa called me, my little flash dancer. How did you know that? Mm -hmm. So that is something that um, in mediumship, a lot of people have reported that they've heard the whisper, they've heard the voice. Yeah. For me, I, I, I mean, I have heard a voice before as we've talked about, but I, my hearing comes in like songs and things. So for like that example, um, it could be like, oh, why am I hearing flash dance in my head as a song? And you could be like, oh my God, it's because so-and-so called me their little flash dancer. And that's sort of more the, the way it kind of falls into me, not necessarily being so direct as just telling me the message again. <laughs> Doesn't I seem to be that, that easy. No, so. it's great. A, a lot of times a friend of mine who does mediumship says it's like, cause she is clairvoyant. She says, it's like looking through a shower, like a wavy glass shower door mm. and then playing charades. 
with yeah. people on the other side. So that's what I'm trying to do, which is why it's hard to do. So just give me a damn break, people. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's like, if you have the gift of Claire audience, it can, a lot of times it can be like listening through the water at what mm. people are trying to say. And so it can be really um, challenging, right? So, yeah. yeah. Claire right, what's sent- our last Claire? Claire sentience. And so ah. this is the fourth one, which is recognizing a feeling. So if you're holding the pocket watch, you may recognize a feeling of loss, for instance, mm. or of being wronged if it was stolen, for, perhaps, or maybe of love or of... Um, whatever the watch sort of the feelings that the watch holds. So when people are doing psychometry, which is the, you know, you hold an object and you sense the feelings of it um, in this, in our example, our pretend example, um, that psychometry may show up as clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and you, and how, and it's just a curious little breakdown of how people might experience the psychic, you know, messages, or they may have a combination of those. There's, Lots more clairs besides those big four. You may have a taste that occurs in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you smell something. That's you may smell right. something. Those mm-hmm. are, that's Claire aliens, Claire gustisense. There's a lot of other, like, take the French word for any other <laughs> sensation that our body might have, put Claire in front of it, and you have another Claire. And I think there's like 16 of them or something. And so there's a lot of other Claire's that are sub, sub, sub categories of these minor Claire's. But the big four are knowing, seeing, hearing, and feeling. So what would you say maybe is your strongest Claire? You practice the psychic realm. What do you think? Clairvoyance for sure is my strongest. I've, I've experienced several of the others, but for me, it's clairvoyance. So when I'm reading... Um, and I have experiences with clients. It is often in the form of a vision Mm. that I will see things in my mind's eye. They will occur to me when I was a kid and I would have visions, they would be lucid visions and Mm. I would be in a half awake, half dream state, like a daydream state. So ever since I was a child, uh, clairvoyance is there, but I've also had just this past weekend, I had an experience where someone's ancestor showed up for them and there was Claire cognizance. I didn't really see her. I just knew things about her. Mm. So I knew that she had a name that began with a vowel mm. and I knew that she was female and I knew that she was a matriarchal figure and it was very very powerful for the person i could feel her love so there was also some clairsentience so there was a combo of things that were there so i think that it can be useful to break up the clairs and sort of break down like oh i had clairsentience and i had clair um cognizance Mm -hmm. but i think in some ways it's also maybe maybe not so useful because it's like you just had a psychic experience. But Stop it, trying to break it down so as much. As it, yeah, it's useful it. as until it's not. But okay, yeah. what about you, Katie? What is your strongest Claire? Um, probably. Well, it's funny. I was gonna say Claire cognizance, but maybe it's Claire audience. Um, Ooh. Yeah, because again, like I really didn't realize how much music and things really plays a part in it. So I often glean things from. Um, like hearing something 
or just like I will start singing it out of whatever and that kind of has a message inside I'll be like why am I singing this and you know maybe that's connected to someone or you know the message that's trying to come through um but I also have a lot of claircognizance which is kind of half annoying it's been interesting sort of um sorting that one out and again I believe these are skills they can be uh worked on and build the more you want to put the effort into. And I think the more you do one, the easier the others kind of come come into view too. Because like we said, they're all really related in the end, don't you think? Yeah, totally. Mm. Uh, it reminds me of the Radio 8 Ball show. Have you ever listened to that? No, what is that? Oh, it's Musical Divination. What? Oh, yeah. You got, well, we'll put a link oh. and you'll have to discover it. We're Katie's discovering something right here, right now in this podcast. So the radio eight ball show is the realm of musical synchronicity where live on the radio, people ask questions and they just spin the dial. Whatever song comes up has the answer to their question. Oh, it's the radio eight ball show. Oh, I've done that with oh, bibliomancy yeah. before. That's pretty yeah. cool. And okay. maybe it's musicomancy or something. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's a really cool that you just go with like, oh, there's a message in this song I'm singing. Mm. Well, it's happened so many times that I've gotten wise. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll uh, jump into part two. Hey, Nittispell fans. Guess what? I launch a brand new pattern next week called the Sun Tea. It uses woolly worsted from UU Yarns and is an easy fit tea that is quick to knit and makes use of two different color combos and fun stitches. There are also opportunities to apply color magic for intent for those who are interested in layering magical making on top of their knitting. To be the first to know more and receive an exclusive discount, just sign up for my newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. Dance your magic at the International Divination Event, May 20th through 22nd in Dallas, Texas. Katie, have you heard of the International Divination Event? I have heard of it just a couple of times from a good friend of mine, actually. Who might you'd be like presenting? Yes, I think you'd like him. <laughs> oh, really? Is he me? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want everyone to attend. And join me at the Doubletree Hotel at, near the Galleria in Dallas, Texas, for the International Divination event. Why? Because there are amazing speakers and amazing classes that you'll get to take. I'm teaching a class, Learn Palmistry, in just one session. Madame Pamita, my total witchy bestie, is teaching a class, Making Magic with Tarot Spell Packets. Mm -hmm. And... Madam Pamita and I are going to throw an epic dance party called Studio 78, where you can dance your magic with a carefully curated song list of vintage disco dance music, each one associated with one of the cards of the tarot, accompanied with projections of that card up on the wall, baby. You will immerse yourself in the good vibrations of the archetypes as you dance the night away. Grab your tickets to this fabulous event at the international divination event.com and we're back so jim i'm curious how we can apply intuition into our magic yeah so especially the psychic intuition mm -hmm. like the the clair these these types of psychic gifts into yes. our magic how are you clearing your magic <laughs> clearing your magic <laughs> 
I don't think you have to be psychic to do magic. You can use your psychic gifts if you have them in magic. Um, magic works whether you have psychic gifts or not. But if you have psychic gifts and you want to use them in magic, you can. And one of the ways is as a way to is to access information that's available to you that's sort of on that psychic superhighway, that psychic realm. Oh, that like collective mm -hmm. unconsciousness I'm always hearing that's, about. That's right. Mm. And uh, um, one of the ways is from your ancestors. So a lot of the times when we do magic, mm. there's a lot of thought about our ancestors. Like, And so ancestors, let's talk a little bit about that. Ancestors are the people who may or may not be related to you. They are the people who are related to you in your, in your line, the people that stand behind you and whether they were positive or negative forces in your life, if they're have passed away, they can become forces that you can use to a positive effect. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of, of work on ancestors and how to do that um, available in books, but there is wisdom available from your ancestors. There's also wisdom available from your magical or your teachers or all the other people that have taught you or that have brought you up or your or friends and other people that are your chosen family that are mm -hmm. ancestral as well and the people that have taught, taught them and the people that have taught them and the people that have taught them and so we have this amazing upline of people behind us that we can gain information from mm. And like we were talking about the example in part one about like the uh, example pocket watch, yep. you know, things have an upline too, and we can use our psychic gifts to tap into that information. So basically the intuition, you know, you can be in meditation, we understand ourselves, but we can use that intuition um, and intuit understanding of the unknowable things that aren't written down, things that we don't know, we can be in a place and gain an understanding about something that's unknowable. So that's like what happened at shrines like Oracle at Delphi in mm. Greece. Yeah. There was things that were just not knowable because things weren't written down or they weren't documented. And the Oracle would use their own, what we would today call one of the clairs or use their psychic gifts to channel the information that they attributed to Apollo and mm. give the information you know, to the seekers. So yeah. I think that's one of the ways to apply it in magic. Again, your magic can and will work without that psychic information, but you can use it in that way. Do um, you use one the clairs in magic? And do you, do you find that they're? Yeah, my, so since I still feel like I'm kind of on the learning end of si the side, which I mean, is forever, Aren't of course, we all? but what I have found that I enjoy doing is, for example, like I like to blend my own teas, so loose leaf teas. So I have tons of jars of herbs and things. And maybe I don't know like every medicinal quality of every one that I have, but you know, I can usually have in the intent in mind like, okay, today I want to make um, a tea that will relieve stress. And what I do is I just smell. I smell the jars and I think, okay, does this make me feel the mood that I want to go? Melomancy. That's it. Yes, exactly. I feel like I'm sniffing out the right ingredients to put together. 
Um, and then I know it's right when it sort of is, quote, the right color and the right smell layering profile. So that's sort of where it comes in for me uh, in like a very obvious kind of magical sense, I think. And do you think you get better at it the more you use it? Is it a use it or lose it type of skill with the with psychic skills? I think like anything, you know, like even me, I could probably stop knitting for 20 years and I'm sure I'd forget things and other things would be still, you know, right in there for doing it so long. But, you know, just like anything, it's uh, kind of a user to lose it, kind of a muscle memory. But again, the muscle memory only comes with tons of disciplined practice. So Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the more that I use that skill, the better I get at it, the easier it is to access. Mm -hmm. like and like anything. I said before, I think it will help with the others as well. You know, once it's like, again, kind of like, a, oh, okay, now I know how to knit and do the knit stitch. Oh, okay, now I'm going to learn how to do the purl stitch. And now I'm going to learn how to make like a sweater. It's sort of all connected, just building onto the pieces. Yep. Mm. yep. If we work on our vision, that's one of the things that I teach. We teach our, in our classes, learn to visualize. Mm. Yeah. Because in some ways you have to have a vision of what you want. Yes. In order to create it. Yeah. Otherwise you're yeah. just going to be working fruitlessly on everything and also nothing. I really believe that visualizing and being able to visualize is a key part of doing magic. So it's a big, big thing for us. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So what about in making? You have that sun tea, that actual garment that you're wearing. How would I apply one of the Claire's or the my clairvoyance or my psychic skills to making something? Depending on how you're looking to apply your making, like maybe you could make your own divination tools, you know, like you don't necessarily have to use a deck of cards that somebody's already designed. Uh, you could take out a bunch of, you know, random little flashcards and make your own. Um, you'll probably mm. learn about the symbology and you might even realize that many of the cards have deeper meanings to you personally, just by spending more time on them. But I think, you know, it also doesn't have to be that difficult. Like you don't have to dive into a huge project of making 78 tarot cards. You could just go out one day for a nature stroll, pick up a few rocks that really strike your fancy and turn those into divination tools. You know, maybe you do a dot on one side and leave the other blank and you roll them for a yes or no question, or you make runes from them, or you get branches. You can use your clairs to help you find the tools that will really let them shine. Perhaps also that's true in using, like if I'm unable to know what someone might want in a gift mm. that I'm making them. Maybe that's oh, yeah. something I could use my intuition for. Okay. I think they might not want traffic cone orange. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, so many people love traffic cone orange, Jim. I'd be surprised <laughs> at that one. <laughs> it looks so good on most people, but no, that's a great point. And then again, trusting, uh, your intuition and Claire's to know when it's better just to ask the person what they want. What about you? I mean, the craft is full of crafting. How do you apply um, this to your making aspects? Yeah. Well, so that's very true. Whenever we're doing ritual or doing a working, there's a lot of craft. And a lot of times we use our intuition 
our psychic skills a lot. Many times the body of a ritual or a working, we decide what we're going to do. So let's say we are going to um, make a talisman or part of the ritual is um, we're going to draw something on a piece of paper. We know we're going to then roll that paper, piece of paper up and put it in an amulet that we're going to wear. Hmm. So in order to figure out what we're, what each person is going to draw on their own sigil, we may do a guided meditation where we travel and journey in our mind's eye to a, lo- a sacred location. We may meet a magical being of some kind, a deity or a creature who then gives each person a word or a symbol or an object that then we come back with into our conscious or into our, you know, selves in the room where we're working that we then take a, you know, a pen or, or a marker or something. And we draw a symbol of whatever the thing was that we were given in our meditation on that piece of paper. Mm. Perhaps we then write a word to go with it or a reminder of what that meant. Then we roll up that piece of paper, put it in our amulet, and then we continue with our working. We charge the amulet, we purify the amulet, whatever we do with it, we burn the paper, whatever the mm. thing is, that's part of the ritual that we're doing. Yeah. And that, that, and there's a lot of other things that might happen in that ritual that bring the magic climax to that work. Mm. It's a guided meditation. So it's more of a meditative visualization. Mm. However, as we are doing that working, the clairs are a little bit there because we are intuiting, we are psychically connecting in a way mm. with what is it that we need. I may say, gosh, what I really need is prosperity. And when I get down to this creature or this deity or this magical being, what they hand me is actually something around my health or what they hand me is something around love or what they hand me is something unexpected. A fish, what the hell are you handing me a fish (laughs) when what I asked for was prosperity and I come Mm. back into the room uh, after my guided meditation and I am well, what the heck? Why did I go down there looking for prosperity? And instead of getting like a golden key or something that would make sense to me, I'm given this mm. dang fish. And, you know, that is something that could be very vexing to someone. And that's also why there's a group and we share then, okay, what'd you get? Let's help you interpret it. Mm, what yeah. does it mean? Et cetera, et cetera. But that is very much like trusting your, uh, your psychic connection and what is the vision and what does it mean? And those kind of things. So these things happen and Mm. how interesting to then be able to trust our own intuition and say, okay, I'm not going to just change it into a magic golden coin. I'm actually going to go with, I got a fish. I'm going to something about a fish Yeah, (laughs) to what that might mean. I, I really like this concept of like calling an ancestor. I hadn't really even considered this until recently but like oh of course you know what's stopping you from being like oh well my uncle right was really good with finances i could use some help with finances he probably would be willing to help we had a good relationship when he was here you know what's you don't always have to go to like a god or a deity you sure can sure can but also sometimes 
there's willing right behind you that are, you know, just waiting for the opportunity for you to let them in. So, yeah, yeah, it, it it's the psychic connection and the mundane connection, bring them together. Yeah. So you can have your, you know, uncle who was a, you know, finance, you know, had a finance or worked in finance and you can light a little candle in front of his picture on your ancestor altar and work with your CPA or, and that brings out your own sort of, oh, well, I had an uncle who worked in finance mm. and I'm going to bring out those qualities in myself. And that also has me call my one friend who's yeah. studying for her CPA at, in college and mm -hmm. ask her questions that I never really had the gumption to do, or I felt insecure about doing. And so you're working both. You're working the earth plane while you're also accessing the psychic connection. And so I think that those two things work really well together. And on this podcast, it's one of the cool things that we do is we're really bringing those two things together. When we bring the craft and the craft together, it's about yes. living a magical lifestyle. It's about, we're always going to look at, well, what's the science and what's the <laughs> magic or what's the mundane and what's the magic? It's really fun. Yeah, that's funny. I was just going to say that too, that that's like exactly the sweet spot of our show. So it's kind of, you know, fitting. What's stuck with you from this episode so far? Remembering you don't know everything, even when you don't know why you know something. <laughs> For me, that's the biggest takeaway. You know, what's interesting is that is really cool because that lets you be open to a psychic information. Mm. It's in that, that you're open to the psychic message. Because if you're like, oh, I know everything then how is the psychic information supposed to get through? You already yeah. know it. I think for me, it's the reminder that it's the reminder that our ancestors are really there behind us mm. and they're there to really support our work. Even the ancestors that uh, the blood ancestors that were, I see as harmful in life, their difficulty can be turned around as you know, protective sure. or can be transformed. And that the ancestor work is stuff that other people, you know, that there's a, a availability to use that to our benefit. Yeah. Still an opportunity for healing, still an opportunity for a relationship. You know, you're just now connecting with a person who's become whole with all the other versions of themselves. Just because one person was kind of a prick in one life doesn't mean they you know, won't come back to themselves and be like, oh, <laughs> whoops. You know. Yeah. Well, in, in death, everyone is in an enlightened state. Exactly. So, yep. so, all right. Well, what do we want to ask the cards about this episode? Ooh. All right. How can our listeners identify and use their Claire's best? How can our listeners identify and use their Claire's or psychic skills best? Is that the eight of cups? <laughs> the eight of cups. That's funny. Get into it, Katie. Well, so I see this as uh, leaving behind what you think you know, sort of just like we were talking about, right? <laughs> you know, you've you've been in this space and there's more knowledge on the horizon. You can leave these for more. There's more ahead. What do you think? I am really struck by the moon in this card, which yeah. is the symbol of intuition mm. of the unknown psychic of the realm. psychic realm. Mm. And this person, which is you in this card, of course, yeah. is going on a journey towards the moon 
on the other side of those mountains where there's water, which is emotion and intuition. The cups are water, which is emotion and intuition. Where is, you can't see, which is unknown, only illuminated by the moonlight. And those eight cups are standing, but there's two more cups to find. Mm. Like this is not the 10 of cups. You're not there yet. There's more emotional information, more intuitive information to seek and to find. The message here is get into that intuitive stream, that intuitive watery, you know, emotional connection and continue to know what you don't know. I I was just thinking of this earlier today. Don't believe everything you think. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Sometimes the intuition is where it's at. Yeah. And this person is having faith to go out and do this at night to find these cups. So I think there's something about that too. They're clearly using their clairs to some degree to make sure they don't fall into the water, (laughs) you know, keep their footing stable. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. You know, it would be great Hmm. if we got an email from someone sharing about their experience, psychic experience using one of the Claire's clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. I would love that. If someone would email. Knitaspellpodcast at gmail.com? Yeah. Huh. If someone would do that, that'd be cool, huh? Yeah. We'll Ooh, see if okay. that happens. Well, this is our challenge to you listeners. We want to hear from you. Well, we'll awesome. see you next time. All right. I look forward to it, Jim. Until then. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for Thanks listening. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on iTunes and Spotify, or following Knit a Spell on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the Light from Lantern YouTube channel to enjoy full episodes of Knit a Spell and see our happy faces. You can also learn more about readings, classes, and events going on with your favorite maker of magic, James Divine, by visiting thedivinehand.com and subscribing to his newsletter. Then follow Jim's fun and interactive Instagram account at divinehandjim. Keep up with Katie, the magical maker, by subscribing to her newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. You'll even receive a free knitting pattern as a thank you gift. Then follow Katie on Instagram at lightfromlantern for even more magical making tips. See you next week. See you next week. week.